Welcome to the LifeGate Podcast. Our vision is changing lives in a changing culture with the unchanging truth. Our prayer is that these weekly messages will inspire you to life change through the principles found in God's Word. For more information, visit us online at LifeGateBurleson.com. Well, hey, what's up, everybody? Man, I miss you guys so, so much. I'm so thankful that we can get on here and uh, we can worship together online because of this great technology. And yet, man, I am in desperate need of some hugs and some high fives and some smiles from my friends. And uh, I'm thrilled that you are here. I want to brag on you for just a minute and just say thank you for joining us online every single week. I love it when I get on there on Sunday and I see that you are live liking and you are sharing and you're hosting watch parties and commenting in the comment section. In fact, do me a favor, even right now, why don't you just go up there and click that share button and share this video out to your Facebook feed so your friends and family can see it and hear the message. And I thank you for that so much. Also want to say thank you for being so faithful and so generous with your giving online. Everyone is doing so fantastic with that. And I want to remind you that, hey, some of you have already seen it happen and others of you will be seeing a check in the mail or in your, uh, in your bank account over these next few days. And when that comes, just remember to put the Lord first. And I'm thankful that we have a government that is trying to help us through this time. But here's what I know is that the government is not my provider. My job is not my provider. Jesus is my provider. And so I'm excited for when that hits my bank account to be able to bring my tithe and give my offering and be a blessing with that. In fact, today I got a message from somebody in the church who said, we got our stimulus check. We gave our tithe off of that. And it was about $290 that we gave in tithe. And then we went to the mailbox the very same day and there was a check for $292 that they were not expecting from escrow in their house uh, housing account. And it was just like, they just said, we know that God is providing. And so remember the Lord in that. And we appreciate that so much. Hey, we've been doing this series called Who is Jesus? And the goal of this series has just been to get to know our Savior more, to get closer to this incredible man that we follow. And we've just kind of looked at a few things that Jesus is in the scripture. We talked about how Jesus is the teacher. We talked about how Jesus is the provider. Last week, we talked about how Jesus is the resurrection. And today we're going to wrap up this series by one that I'm really excited about. In fact, this subject really kind of fascinates me. And that is that Jesus is the shepherd. So everybody just look at your neighbor, say, Jesus is the shepherd. Come on, just look at him, say, Jesus is the shepherd. In fact, this is the claim that Jesus made in John chapter 10 and verse number 10. Let's look at it together. He says, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I am the good shepherd. Everybody say good shepherd. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays his life down for the sheep. 
Now, the word that really just sticks out to me in that, in that verse there is the word good, that Jesus is saying, I am good. And if Jesus says, I am good, then I think he's implying there that there's also some bad that is in the world. And how many would agree with me? We don't have to look very far to see a whole lot of bad in our world. I mean, we see a world that's full of sickness and disease, a world that's full of fear and anxiety. We see a world where families are falling apart and marriages are suffering. We see a world where people are struggling financially. And that's just even in normal times in our world. And then you add on top of that a worldwide global pandemic that just, it just causes all of these things to be, to be exaggerated in our lives. And here's what we know is that we have an enemy of our soul. In fact, in that very same chapter in John chapter 10, Jesus said it like this, that there is a thief and the thief comes to steal and to kill and to destroy, that there is bad in this world. And that is why we need a good shepherd in our lives. Now, here's the thing. If Jesus is the shepherd, then here's what we have to know about us is that we are the sheep. So everybody look at somebody there in your living room, tell them you're the sheep, I'm the sheep. Come on, just tell them we are the sheep. Now, when Jesus was calling us sheep, it wasn't exactly a compliment, okay? I mean, just think about this. Uh, sheep are really kind of dumb animals. In fact, of all the animals, they're some of the dumbest of the animals. I mean, think about it. You've never seen a trained sheep. I mean, you can train all kinds of other animals, but you don't see a trained, a trained sheep because sheep just... They're, they're just kind of dumb. In fact, uh, I came across this, uh, a few things about sheep. And I think that it really kind of describes us and the reason that Jesus called us sheep. If you're taking notes, you can write these down. If you're, if you're not taking notes, you can follow along in the LifeGate app that you can download and all the notes are there uh, for you. But just notice a couple of things about sheep. The first thing about sheep is that sheep get lost really easily. Anybody know somebody that gets lost easily? And this is uh, one of the things about the sheep is that shepherds will tell you that they'll get distracted and that they'll kind of get away from the herd and they have a difficult time finding their way back to the herd. And that's why uh, they need a shepherd to guide them. And Jesus says that we are like sheep. He says, and, and in fact, the Bible says in Isaiah 53 and verse six, that we are like sheep and we have gone astray that on our own it's difficult to have direction and we get distracted and we go uh, and we begin to take wrong paths and that's the reason that we need a shepherd here's another thing about sheep is that sheep are completely defenseless I mean think about this sheep have no way of defending themselves so many other animals you know they might have horns or they might have sharp claws or they may, may have sharp teeth or or they may be able to disguise themselves or curl up into a ball and and defend themselves but you think about a sheep it, it doesn't have any way to defend itself and think about that that's kind of how we are on our own without the body of Christ without the armor of God, without the shepherd to defend us, we are completely defenseless against the attacks of the enemy in our lives. Sheep are dumb. Sheep are, are defenseless. Sheep are directionless. Look, look at this, number three. Sheep are incredibly stubborn. How, how many of you know somebody that is, that is really stubborn? If you know someone that's stubborn, just tag them in this video. Just put their name there because they need to hear this message 
Uh, some of you are looking at your spouse right now, and I would just uh, encourage you, don't do that right now. D- don't forget, you've got a few more weeks of quarantine being stuck with them in the same house. And here's the thing is that uh, we're all stubborn at times, aren't we? I mean, the truth is, is that sometimes we think we know the way and then even when we realize it's not the way, we continue to try to go that way until we get ourselves in trouble. And this is what sheep will do is that shepherds will tell you that sheep will try to climb between, uh, between two rocks and as they get in there, they'll discover that it's too tight and that they can't fit all the way through, but they're too stubborn to back out. And so they keep going to the point where they even get stuck and that's the way we do sometimes that sheep they're they're just they're just stubborn Here, here's another thing about sheep is that sheep are just plain filthy everybody just look at your neighbor say you're a sheep you're filthy and isn't that isn't that the way they are I mean they're dirty they're stinky they're filthy kind of animals and they have no way of ever of ever cleaning themselves And the truth is every single one of us that are watching today, that's a picture of us. On our own, we are sinful, we are filthy, we are dirty, and we have no way of coming clean on our own. And this is the reason that we need a shepherd. And so what I wanna do today is I wanna talk for these next few moments that we have about the shepherd and what the shepherd does in our lives. And in order to do that, what I wanna do is I wanna look at a very famous passage of scripture, one that will be familiar to all of us. We've all heard it quoted before, probably seen it framed and hung on the wall, maybe heard it at funerals before. It's Psalm 23. And in Psalm 23, there's this, this beautiful imagery of a shepherd and the good shepherd and what he does in our lives. And so I want to read it together. And then I want to just notice a couple of things out of this passage about the good shepherd. Let's look at it together in Psalm 23. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along right paths for his namesake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever." Such beautiful language. Most of us could probably quote it by heart. And yet many of us have never really thought about the depth of the meaning of that passage of what it means to have a good shepherd in our lives. And so from this passage and for the next few moments in this message, I just want us to see six things about the good shepherd and what he does for us. I know some of you are getting a little concerned about six things, but I promise I'm gonna do it in the next 14 minutes if you'll hang with me on this. Six things about the good shepherd. If you're taking notes, write them down. The first one is, is that he guides. Everybody say he guides. He guides us. In fact, this is what we said earlier that sheep get lost easily and they need a shepherd to guide them. And this is what the scripture scripture says that the shepherd does for us. Check it out in verse number three. It says, he guides me along 
right paths. Maybe there are some of you that are watching right now and maybe you need some guidance for your life. Maybe you're facing some decisions and you don't quite know what to do or which direction to take, which decision to make. Maybe some of you in your business and man, this whole shutdown thing has really caused some complications there and you're not quite sure which way do I go and what do I do, what decision do I make? Some of you are facing some decisions in your family or maybe in your marriage or maybe with your children. Some of you are students and you're facing some decisions about your future. In fact, by the way, I want to say to all of our seniors, I'm so sorry that this situation has caused you to miss out on so many things. And I know it's incredibly disappointing. In fact, we're going to talk a little bit more about what do we do in our disappointment next week. But here's the deal. Even though graduation may look different for you this year, it's still coming. And you still have to decide, like, what am I doing after this? And what is my life going to look like? And you need some guidance for your life. And here's what's so amazing about our good shepherd is that he wants to guide us. He wants to give us direction for our life. He wants to lead us, not just along a path, but it says he leads us along the right path. He wants to help you make the right decisions. In fact, Jesus described it like this in John 10, 27. He says, my sheep will listen to my voice. Here's what I know is that voices always lead to choices. And the choices you make in your life are gonna be determined by the voices that you are listening to. And can I just challenge you and encourage you to let the shepherd's voice be the loudest voice in your life because he wants to guide you on the right path. He guides. But then notice the second thing about the shepherd is that the shepherd provides. Check it out in verse number one of Psalm 23. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. I have everything I need. Man, that's so comforting that there is a shepherd that wants to provide all of my needs. And yet here's the thing that we have to understand is that there is a difference between needs and wants. Notice it didn't say the shepherd's gonna provide all of your wants. It said he's gonna provide all of your needs. And here's the thing that I know is that there are some things that I want that I don't necessarily need. I mean, I really want a new car, but what I really probably need is the same old car that I have right now that's paid off and doesn't have a car payment. I'd really like to have, I mean, I really want some Air Jordans, you know, and uh, the expensive ones. But what I, what I really probably need are the cheap, you know, $50 Nikes that I'm wearing right now and just to be satisfied with that. And the truth is there are a lot of things that we want, but we don't necessarily need. And yet the opposite is also true. There, there are a few things that we need that we don't necessarily want. And that's what he's talking about in this passage where it says, he makes me to lie down in green pastures. Here's what the shepherd does is he provides our needs whether we want them or not. And the sheep don't want to lay down. And so the shepherd knows that they need to. And so he makes them. In fact, I can relate to this because I have a four-year-old son at home and he doesn't want to lay down at night. In fact, when it's time to go to sleep, the other night he said something like this. He says, dad, I don't, I don't like to sleep. Sleep is boring. And I was like, son, 
For you, it might be boring, but for me, it's wonderful. So I need you to go to sleep whether you want to or not. And you need to go to sleep whether you want to or not. And so I have to make him to, to lie down because I'm a good dad. And that's what the good shepherd does is he provides for us. He provides all of our needs, whether we want them or not. And then what's so amazing about our incredible shepherd is that sometimes he even gives us things that we want just because he loves us that way. He guides, he provides. Number three, write this one down. The shepherd, he corrects. Now this one's not as, not as easy to swallow. I mean, I like it when he guides me. I like it when he's providing for my needs. I don't always like it when he is, when he is correcting me. In fact, in verse four, it says, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Now think about this. What, is, what was the rod and the staff for uh, when it came to the shepherd? Well, there was a number of, uh, of uses for the rod and the staff, but one of the uses was to correct when a, when a sheep would get out of line. Maybe they would, maybe they'd begin to stray or wander off, or maybe they would begin to uh, bother one of the other sheep in the, in the fold. The, the shepherd would take the rod and would just kind of give the little, give the sheep a little whack on the backside and it would get the sheep back into line. And of course it wasn't comfortable for the sheep, but it was, it was very effective in leading and making sure that the sheep are where they need to be. And how many know this is the way that God leads us? It's the way he shepherds us at times in our lives. There are times when he has to discipline. There are times when he has to correct. I mean, those of you that are parents, you know what I'm talking about. I mean, there are times when you have to correct your children when they're doing things that are wrong or things that might be harmful for them or for others. And think about this, how unloving would it be if we saw our children doing things that would harm them or would harm others and we didn't correct them? Of course we correct them because we love them. And that's why the shepherd corrects us at times because he loves us. He cares about us. He wants the best for us. In fact, in Hebrews, it says it like this, that God says he corrects those that he loves. And there's a comfort in that. Your rod and your, and your staff, they, they comfort me. How could I be comforted by something that's going, to, that's going to correct me? I'm comforted by that because I know that when he is correcting me, when he is disciplining me, it's only because he loves me. He's a good shepherd. He guides, he provides, he, he corrects. Number four, write this one down. He protects your rod and your staff. They comfort me. What were the rod and staff used for? Not just for correction, they were used for protection. In fact, the shepherd would carry a staff that would have a hook at the end of the staff and he would use that hook for when uh, one of the sheep would begin to go off into danger. He would take that, take that shepherd's rod and would, would hook that hook around the, sheep's, uh, around the sheep's neck and draw him back into the herd. Other times when there would be predators that would come to try to, try to harm the, the sheep, the, the shepherd would be able to use that rod or that staff to fend off the predators and fend off the harm to protect the sheep. And in the same way, the good shepherd, he wants to protect us. 
that yes, there are times when there are predators. Yes, there is an, an enemy, a thief that comes to steal and to kill and to destroy. But here's what the scripture says, that no weapon formed against us will prosper. It doesn't say there won't be weapons that are formed against us. It doesn't say there won't be, there won't be enemies of our soul. It doesn't say that there won't be things that can harm us. It just says that those things, that we are protected from those things, that no weapon formed against us shall prosper because we have a shepherd that is there to protect us. He guides us. He provides for our every need. He corrects us when we need it. He protects us from the harm that the enemy would try to bring into our life. But then number five, notice this, the shepherd, here's what he does is he supports. In fact, check this out in verse number four. It says, even though I walk through dark valleys, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Now I read that and maybe I'm thinking some of the things that maybe you are thinking that, hey, if he's a good shepherd and if he wants to guide us, then why would I ever go through a dark valley? I mean, why wouldn't he just guide me around the dark valleys? Why wouldn't he make sure that I don't go through the valley of death, that I don't go through the difficulties and the trials of life if, if he really loves me and if he's really trying to, uh, trying to guide me and protect me from those things. And yet we get a little more insight into this when we look at the very next verse that says that you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemy. Now, when we read that in our Western kind of mindset, you know, we think of a table like this table that I'm sitting next to today. But when you think of it in a shepherd's mindset and what people would have understood in those days is when he was talking about a table, what he was really talking about was he was talking about a high place, a plateau that the shepherd would lead the sheep to that high plateau. And on that plateau was the best grass for grazing and it was a place that was high enough that the predators were not able to get to that place and so it was a place that was protected and so the shepherd would would lead them through dark valleys to take them to a higher place so that he could prepare a plateau a table in the presence of the enemy that the that the predators would just have to look on they couldn't get to that place but the only way to get to that higher ground was to go through the valley and some of you are here and you're going through a valley. And what you need to understand is that if the shepherd is taking you through a valley, it's because he's leading you to a higher place. He's leading you to a plateau. He's leading you to something that is better, a place where you are protected, a place where you are blessed, a place where you will experience more of his blessing in your life. And sometimes in order to get to the plateau, in order to get to the table, you gotta go through the dark valleys. But here's the deal is that when you're going through the dark valley he is there to support you in fact it says even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I'm not afraid why because you are with me that when I'm in the darkest of times I can trust that he is there to support me in those times and that he has a purpose for those dark valleys to lead me to a higher place some of you right now you're experiencing that be encouraged there is a shepherd he's guiding you He's providing for your every single need. He might have to correct at times, but he is always there to protect us and to support us even in the most difficult times of our life. But then notice finally, that not only does the shepherd guide and provide and correct and protect and support, but notice number six, he restores. 
fact, this is my favorite part. I love it in verse number three. It says, he restores my soul. We've talked about this a few times before and yet I can't help but mention it again that when he was talking about he restores my soul, what he was knowing was from the perspective of a shepherd that sheep can get themselves into a predicament, into a place that shepherds would have known, uh, they call it the cast position. Sometimes they might call it being down cast. And in this position, what happens is sheep, because of the way their body is made, that they can fall over onto their back. And when they get onto their back, they're unable to get back up on their feet by themselves. And it's a dangerous position for these sheep because they begin to, begin to cry out, they begin to bleat, they begin to, they begin to gasp for air and their lungs begin to be filled with gases and it fills their stomach to the point where they can actually suffocate and actually die in that position. In fact, this is the position that David was writing about in Psalm 43 and verse five when he says this very famous verse, why so downcast? Oh, my soul. He was describing his life being like that sheep that is on his back and he cannot get up on his own in need of a shepherd. But that's what's so amazing about the shepherd. That's what he does. When, we're, when our souls are downcast, when we're on our backs and we cannot get up on our own, the good shepherd comes along and he picks us up and he restores us. He puts us back onto our feet. He brings us back into the fold because he is the good shepherd that cares for us and loves us. In fact, see, he loves us so much. Jesus said it like this, I am the good shepherd and I lay down my life for the sheep. Man, what a powerful image of who Jesus is for us. We are sheep and man on our own, we're, we're defenseless and we're stubborn and we get so lost and we can't find our way and we're so filthy and we cannot, we cannot find a way to cleanse ourselves. We are helpless on our own, but that's why we need a shepherd a shepherd who did what we could never do. He gave his life so that we could have relationship with him because he loves us. Maybe there are some of you that are watching right now and maybe you would have to say, you know what, that's me. I am that sheep that has gone astray. Man, I, I can't make it on my own. I'm defenseless and helpless and I'm lost and I need a shepherd. Here's the good news is that if that's you, all you have to do is come to him. His arms are open. He wants to welcome you into his arms, into the fold, into relationship with him. And all you have to do is surrender your life to the shepherd. 